everyone. Welcome to Movie Flex Double Features, the only podcast that says the only theater experience that matters is the theater experience of your mind. I, of course, am SMS Debs. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, joined as always every week by Matt, aka the Posting Pro. Matt, how's it going? It's going get good. Uh, you know, long live the new flesh. Yeah, man. Oof. I, I've seen a lot of James woods movies this year and i'm you know not the the biggest fan of him like as a person but man he's done putting him some fucking amazing performances you know like this is really a case of separating art from artists because like videodrome virgin suicides uh oh i've been meaning to watch uh vampires the john carpenter one you know i kind of like i have to just completely forget about who james woods is as a person uh just pretend he's the guy from hercules (laughs) family guy (laughs) uh yeah yeah one of those uh, two guys (laughs) yeah just remember the good shit you know uh yeah so we're doing a bonus episode today we're talking nope uh i got my ass out to the theater uh (laughs) made it through some pretty uh rough uh theatrical conditions i'll say but uh powered through and i'm glad i did because i we'll get to it later i don't want to spoil too much but i love this movie um before that though i just want to kind of talk about what's on your mind uh, a lot going on with movies you know the whole hbo max thing kind of is like resolving itself sort of like they're gonna merge into one thing and it's gonna be a new thing and uh i think we talked about it on the last episode but uh you know still adjusting to this new world like i we were talking about the theater experience before this and i was like you know i, I should probably find a new theater but like i don't know what's coming out you know, the rest of this year that I'm going to want to see, you know, generally like after summer, things slow down until award season. So it's like, uh, yeah, a lot of those movies, you know, probably aren't even going to be available where I'm at for a while, you know, because I don't live on one of the coast. So it's kind of a shitty nightmare situation, <laughs> basically, for uh, if you're trying to go to the theater for anything other than like a big tentpole thing, then you're just kind of out of luck. Yeah, they're also releasing these like, speaking of like, just previews uh for nope they're releasing these movies that like i feel would very much benefit from like being um like 70s 80s or 90s like kind of pulpy action movies so like you're talking about things that are coming out like that movie beast like i'm not Mm. i'm not interested at all like it's just jaws with a um with a lion which would be cool but like it's a completely cgi lion yeah you know like I wanted to be like a really weird looking puppet. Like I think that would be really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's that movie coming out too called the 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 Woman King, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this movie needs to be like pulpy and like exploitationy and like look kind of bad, but like they're making it look like this prestige, like yeah, you know. That's, no, that's yeah. the problem, like the prestigification of like all movies. Like we do need like pulpy. Like, because mm-hmm. like any other premise, like a, a, a king, like a king in Africa who's like killing like British people would be awesome. But like, mm-hmm. you know, and like having these woman warriors, that's, that sounds awesome. But they need to be like, you know, they need to be Bad like, ass. they need to be like shot on like film. It needs to be like, yeah, practical effects. It doesn't need to be like a prestige drama, you know. It just yeah, needs to like shoot it on sixteen millimeter and make it kind of like grindhousey. Yes, exactly. Like that movie would like rock so much if it was like yeah, you know, shot in that type of fashion. 
It's interesting that you say that because I was listening to the new Tarantino pod. I him and Ayers were kind of saying a similar thing that we've said before, which is like movies kind of <clears throat> don't have this element of fun anymore. And I was listening to another podcast. I think it was Street Fight Radio. They do like movies, and he he was saying he was they were talking about older movies, and they were saying yeah, you know these movies like the '80s action movies were better because they were more the way he said it was camp, right? Which I don't totally don't agree with because like I think like Red Dawn movies like that, like you know at the time they were like serious like they were point break you know like i remember that movie came out like it was it's fun and stupid in retrospect and corny but like at the time they weren't trying to be like cor- like it, it was trying to be like fun right like i think it, it basically it's, yeah like i agree with the sentiment i just don't think it's necessarily camp i think because those movies were trying to be like good for the time they weren't trying necessarily to be like stupid or corny but like they may have aged kind of in a, you know a funny way and maybe that's what turns people off maybe they're like oh if i try if i be if i'm too tongue-in-cheek people aren't going to take me seriously that, that's a movie but that like, they remade um like with point break uh point break they i mean they, obviously they remade it as fast and the furious and that was super successful but then they remade it again this past decade and it was like totally devoid of fun and i think there's like again i, I don't know what to call it like i don't think it's camp I, I think fun's maybe like too general of a word but there's there's this element of like like you said, like everything kind of takes itself too seriously. Everyone in general takes themselves too seriously. You see it on like Twitter. Like I, I'm on my wrestling pod, and that's kind of our whole thing is just like making fun of people who take themselves too seriously. And it's like you know, wrestling's silly. It's fun. Films should be silly and fun sometimes. You know, um, we because we do we do get our serious movies. We get our tentpole movies, but there's like this whole middle class of film that just doesn't exist, and it's really crazy. I think. We need we need the fun movies, and I think that's why, like, um, the as like juxtaposition to the you know the the non like the the more serious movies because like you know you and I both um, like we always talk about how like you know prescient like Irma Vep is right like the original and how you know like Maggie Chung's right like if you just want like if you want one thing like all one thing or the other you won't have like this wide like mm-hmm. variety so you need like fun fun movies like fun dumb movies and then you need the prestige stuff too and that, that's yeah. one of the like you know we talk about constantly like new like horror um and that's just like you know the thing that i ape on because it's mm-hmm. like you, you need you need like a wide variety you don't need to like have this like monocultural um um thing so like uh for instance you know if uh tv is a good example too i know like we're you know, a film pod, and we talk about TV sometimes, but, like, one of the things about new TV is it's all prestige TV, and, like, you don't need all prestige TV. You need, like, you need some of the fun things. I think that's why, like, I haven't seen it yet, but I think that's why the rehearsal has hit, you know, so well, is because it's something different. It's not, like, you know, a prestige, like, hour-long, eight-episode drama series. We don't always need that. We need fun, dumb, like, stuff to, to, to... kind of like weave in there so you have some variety yeah and, and then the rehearsal's fun it's very smart and, and, and so that's the thing too it's like i think comedy has a bad or not comedy horror i think films have a bad tendency of like either going like super serious super prestige and not being fun at all or just being completely stupid and like not even like good <laughs> like um like but we don't know, like, we don't oh, have like, like, like you, stupid you, ones anymore you know well there's like bad like there's like there's a lot of like cheaply made like well yeah theatrically we don't get like anything but like <laughs> like or everything kind of has to be like 
like uh like i think what i'm trying to say is like everything kind of has to be too tongue-in-cheek and too like like it's almost like too marvely right like oh we know this is stupid so we're gonna make fun of it and it's gonna be meta like i think there's like a in but like you see that a lot on shutter right because like shutter knows that like horror fans will watch anything right so like here here's just anything and like you know so occasionally you'll get some fun stuff mostly it's pretty boring like um but like yeah i think like thinking of like cabin in the woods too like that's kind of old reference now but you know that's a movie where it's like oh we got we can do a horror movie but it's got to be super meta you know and it's like i think there's like a in between like there's there's like a like i said like a middle class it's like you can say this about with like all movies too like thriller like erotic thrillers you know like or in the invisible man is a movie i keep thinking of because the elizabeth moss one because i know when it came out like I don't know. I just hadn't like it. Just felt too serious. It did it. I'm like, this is a a woman fighting an, an invisible guy. Like it should be, but it like, oh no, it's about abuse and stuff. And it's like, I don't know. Like it, it didn't. It just didn't feel like you know, like it was gonna be a fun experience for me. You know? Yeah. Um, like it, the the invisible man shouldn't be like a super serious. Like you know what I mean? And yeah, you're right. I I can't really think of like stupid, like straight up. I don't want to say stupid, but like. You know, like dumb. Dumb no, fun. Like, yeah, that's what. That's what. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Was like, I think, I think we, I think we overrate things, which is perfectly fine to do. You know, because like ratings are kind of like, you know, they're they're definitely um, fluctuating constantly. Yeah. Um, but I think we tend to like overrate um, things that we 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 find that there's a whole like a missing right. I think that like mm-hmm. you and I both. Um, by the time this episode comes out, you know, we had the prey episode that's coming yeah. out too. Yeah. Um, so like, I think we, you and I both love, like absolutely loved mm. Prey. And, and I think, um, people responded to Maverick so well because like they're, mm. these, these are the types of movies that they just don't make, you know, where yeah. it's like, even though like there's polish and whatever, it's still like kind of middle, middle of the road, middle brow. It's not like, you know, yeah. um, they're, they're just like fun. They're both fun movies. Right. And it's like, yeah. it's so, it's so bad that like, a fun movie is the thing that we're just like all craving, you know, because like yeah. the Marvel, like everyone says this about the Marvel movies, but the Marvel movies aren't fun. You know, they're, they're all the same. They're all kind of like, um, you know, bad and they're, they're um, in, a, in a very similar way, but we just like, we, we crave like, um, it, even if it's not new IP, we crave like different things than, mm. than the monolithic Marvel star. Well, yeah, you know? it, it, yeah, it like, it definitely like, my hope with Maverick, or at least, was that, like, people would see it, and I think, um, subconsciously, at least, adult audiences, one of the reasons why they appreciate it so much is because, like, there is no CGI, right? And, you know, I, I we can talk about CGI all day, but, like, you know, at the end of the day, I think if people keep going to movies, and every movie they go to is, like, CGI, fake CGI, like, they're gonna, especially if it's not done perfectly, like, we saw this with uh, Scarlet Scarlet Witch, or not Scarlet Witch, uh, Black Widow, um, where, like, it was, like, just off enough to where it would be, become, like, memeable. And it's kind of co- happened with a lot of the Marvel movies. But I think even if people don't recognize it or can't put their, like, finger on it, I think, like, seeing that shit, and then all of a sudden you see, you, you watch, like, you watch all this, like, oh, fake cartoony, like, CGI stuff, and then suddenly you watch a movie where it's, like, oh, Maverick, right? You're, like, oh, shit, like, I just, you can't, maybe you can't say, oh, that movie didn't have CGI, or, like, I mean, I'm sure it did, but, like, you know, it didn't have all the cartoony monsters, right? It wasn't, you know, just mowing down, like, a faceless enemy, or, I mean, it literally was a faceless enemy, but, like, not, like, a big zombie horde or anything, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, like, 
you didn't see all the fake cartoony CGI things. And I think people like kind of subconsciously recognize that and they're like, oh yeah, that felt different. Mission Impossible is the same way, right? Where you're like, oh yeah, it doesn't, yeah. it feels real. It feels authentic. And yeah, like, I mean, it sucks. I, I think that I, like, I get like why they do IP, but like, I mean, I've known, like it's been going on for decades now, but like, it is really, I think like, like I say this all the time, I get really bummed out that like people younger than me just aren't going to have their own stuff. <laughs> Cause like they, we basically decided like anything after like 2001 is just not worthy of like, remembering or like we're just gonna like you know like we're not making new stuff we're just like regurgitating the old stuff and cannibalizing the old stuff and it's like you know forcing your kids like we're gonna grow up with this whole generation of kids who are like we force them to like our stuff and so like i don't know i think it's gonna be very bad in the future when they take over because we are uh justifiably going to get our shit wrecked (laughs) and um um yeah, we have it coming, man. I'm just telling you, uh, hey, Zoomers, if you hear me, I, 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 you know. Do you want to talk a little bit about, like, what we've been watching before we get into Nope? Because, like, I think Nope yeah. is actually an interesting, uh, I think Nope's an interesting segue on, on our conversation. But I, I think we, you Definitely. know, we should talk about what we've been watching a little bit just beforehand. So, Stephen, what have you been, uh, what have you been, what have you been watching recently? I'll be really quick because uh, I didn't have much time to watch stuff. I picked up a movie, uh, Sailor Suit and Machine Gun, about this girl who, you know, it's a young Japanese girl. The movie's from 1991. She, like, takes over her dad's empire. She wears, like, the, you know, Sailor Moon outfit and, like, has a machine gun. And it's right in the title, and it's awesome. And that's the kind of movie that, you know, I think I would love to make now because, like, it's fun, you know? It's, that wouldn't mean the exact movie, but, you know, that's a fun idea, right? Um, other than that, though, I've just been in Book Corner, uh, started the Moby Dick audiobook. Uh, Hell I was yeah, actually watching, yeah, and I, it's interesting. I was watching, um, I was watching this video on Paradise Lost, and, uh, mm-hmm. like, uh, it reminded me, did you know that, like, I think Bradley Cooper wanted to make that movie? Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, he's he's the guy that yeah, I love Bradley Cooper. He's the man. Um We need more yeah. like star movies about like the stars being the devils. Like they're also lawyers yeah. and shit, you know? <laughs> like we yeah, if, yeah, if you know the story, it's like, oh that that's like insane to like try to adapt it into the screen, but like that's why I think he should do it. Like yeah, like he should definitely do it. He's done all kind he's he he's he'll do that shit, right? Like he did the when he played uh the elephant man on Broadway, he's like, Yeah, I'm not gonna use prosthetics <laughs> and they're dude, dude, get this, okay? Yeah. So Bradley Cooper, producer, executive producer, he can direct it. He can either direct it or he can have here here you go, Ron Howard direct it. Or Ron oh. Howard Paradise Lost or Bradley Cooper directed Paradise Lost. I think that would be interesting. I'd like to, you see know, just like, yeah. have like have like a guy who's kind of like a journeyman director, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I think I'm I'm not sure if he was going to direct or not, but that would be very like, fun if he directed. Yeah, I I man, um, God, yeah, I just like more guys should go for it. Um, I think you should do it. Okay, let's go for yeah. it. Exactly. And we're gonna make it uh legendary pulled the plug on it like 10 years ago uh he oh yeah he did want to sure. write and he wanted to write and uh direct and star uh he's the fucking man dude uh it's funny like there's a ucb upright citizens brigade like taping of a uh improv show from like 2000 the 2000s that like he's in the crowd in that there's an episode of like uh inside the actor's studio from the early 2000s where you can see him sitting in the crowd like he's just a fan he's just 
He's a cool guy. If you've never seen Wet Hot American Summer, he's hilarious in it. He makes out with uh, Michael Ian Black a lot. Uh, he's an amazing actor. Uh, not puking after uh, having to interact with Michael Ian Black. Must, I mean, that, that's really impressive to me, you know? Uh, <laughs> Michael, Michael Ian Black, or should I say Megan McCain's best friend? Um, whatever. Anyways, with that, Matt, what have you been watching? Um, yeah, so I shifted from movie mode into TV mode which is a cardinal sin on this, on this pod and a cardinal sin for me. I will repent, but um, I, I've been just so like neck deep in, in um, Star Trek, the next generation. I've been doing nothing but watching that constantly. Um, I tried to watch a movie the other day and I turned it off because I just thought about how much I wanted to watch the next generation. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. I've become like, I become obsessed. So like, I started, um, so I had watched it a long time ago. So I watched part of the original series and I liked it enough. I was like, okay, but everyone says like the next generation's better. So like, or, you know, people who debate it or whatever, but a lot of people were like, next generation's great. You should try that. I said, okay. So back when it was on Netflix, I, I watched like a bunch of seasons and stopped because I, was, I got bored. So I, I picked back up where I thought I was. First episode back was an episode with, um, Famica Jensen as uh, the hot alien lady who uh, like molds herself to like the mate, the prospective mate. Yeah, um, Famke Jensen from uh, GoldenEye, right? Yeah, she's a uh, uh, you know Jean Grey. It's funny because she's a mutant. Mm. So like the in the movie, she's like, "Yeah, I'm a mutant." It's like because the alien race she is is like uh, uh yeah yeah they, they don't have females like they, they have females but like the females are like the mutation mm. um so yeah it's interesting uh but yeah so i i've been watching almost done with it. i have a couple episodes left um and yeah i just want to say like people who say everyone says the first season's bad it's fair you know whatever people say this the final season's yeah bad. um I just have to say, I don't, I, I don't agree with that because there's, an, there's literally an episode I watched yesterday where um, Picard is tasked with going and removing uh, literal Native Americans, like actually like you know Native people from America who have colonized a new planet, and it's like a contested planet, um, and the Federation asks him to go like remove them from their land. <laughs> And it's incredible. He's like, I can't. Come on, like <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. he's like, how many times are we going to do this? You know, so you're twenty three hundred or whatever. I can't do this shit. Um, yeah, it's so good. And uh, yeah, I'm 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 almost done. But other than that, like, just really quick. Um, yeah, I I watched uh, I watched Signs. It was fine. And then I watched. Uh, I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Perfect movie, thirty-five millimeter. It was great. Yeah, what? What is this like your fifth time or something? Seeing it? Oh, dude! It like I watched it three times in theaters. I watched it. It's my seventh time watching that movie. Mm. Nice. Yeah, it's a perfect film. Yeah, yeah. He's I like. Got to... Yeah, he like um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he uh like uh. Oh, I was gonna say like, uh, um, yeah. Well, Tarantino, like, yeah. After like uh, Inglorious Bastards, yeah, everything he's made is like amazing. Like, uh, because before that, I remember kind of kind of like, ah, I like him as a guy. I like him, everything that like, 
like he he represents and like as a filmmaker and so he's a great cool person but like uh it was really like posting glorious bastards that he kind of like proved that like you like because everyone's trying to copy him all these years and then he's like oh i'm just gonna not do that anymore i'm just gonna do something completely different and um but be as good at it it's almost like playing a different sport and being still good because it is him, like if you his him movies are completely... What's like that? i think it's interesting that like oh yeah yeah very few people picked up on the the, the that him and pta are on the exact same career trajectory like they're, mm. they're almost on like the, the you know they're contemporaries so but like they're they're very similar in like their filmmaking. I mean, like watching literally like while watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you know, a little bit of spoilers. There's that scene where um, uh, they're leaving the set, and it's in the book. So like, spoilers for the book too. But there's a scene where Rick Dalton and and um, and uh, Timothy Oliphant's character, uh, I think his name's James something Casey, maybe James Casey. I don't I don't know. But they're leaving the set of uh, the new, the new show they're shooting. And, um, so he, he invites Rick to the bar in the book and they go to the bar and they they like talk for a while and they leave. Mm. Um, and I got the movie version confused with the book version, but really what I was thinking about was I was like, Oh, they're supposed to go to a bar here. Right. And then I'll go, no, that happens in licorice pizza. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was that's thinking so of the funny. Sean Penn Tom Waits scene in Liquor's Pizza. I was like, "Oh no! Like that's this isn't in that movie, you know?" So, yeah, very interesting. That rocks, dude. Yeah, no, they're yeah, they're both guys who like I would say like in the '90s, like PTA. I feel like he probably looks at Boogie Nights and kind of cringes. He said that about like he said that there was things he would change and like Magnolia too. He, he said that he would cut it and stuff. And like I, I definitely get that. Like if you've ever like been creative or like made something and like gone back years later and looked at him and like god what is this dog shit you know like uh mm-hmm. but it's so funny but like they were so influential that people keep trying to like copy their old shit but then since then they've moved on to like this whole other thing right and so like ideally people would pick off people would pick off where they're leaving off pe- people would pick up where they're leaving off now but it's really hard to like you know make those movies it's really hard to like be one of those guys you know because like you know unless your dad dad's like you know super famous or something it's like you know good luck yeah i think because because tarantino like just really quick before we discuss note i think because like tarantino is only doing one more film um and we don't know how like how many films pta wants to do i really would like to see a sci-fi movie from both of them i think it would be interesting because like we've seen you know ostensibly we've seen westerns from both of them we've seen period pieces um between both of them uh, I don't think we've seen like a technically a war movie from PTA, no. right? I, no, I, but like, I, I don't. I don't need to see one. I'm fine. Right? No, no, no. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it's all it's all good. But like, um, you know, we we've seen both like period pieces, like westerns. Um, mm. you know, we've seen like at least that time period with there will be blood, and, mm. you know, and everything. 70, and the master, 60s. the master kind of hits the. It's around the the war. You know, it's not it's not yeah, about yeah. the war. And everything, and and uh, yeah, I, I I think like uh, truly to like you know just test their both the, those guys' limits. We need to see a sci-fi. So yeah, yeah. And I, I, really quick, it's really interesting that you say that because like Tarantino, there was this like it was for a while it was like a story rumor or whatever that he was trying to make for his last movie he was going to make a star trek movie and i think people have this misconception of like that it was going to be like part of the abrams universe but i i think it would 
he's not going to do it. But if it, he did, it was. I think it would have been like a completely its own thing. Like it would have been like a one off kind of like. I always imagined it would be like similar to the original series, but like not a remake or continuation. Just kind of like its own existing IP. But yeah, I would love to see something like sci-fi. I just like, don't. Yeah, cause... I, I don't want to see a Star Trek from him, but I do want to see a sci-fi movie from. Him. Yeah, I think yeah, that was what. Oh, and yeah, also, uh, I started rereading The Invisible Man, a movie, a book that I picked up as a kid, not knowing what it was about, and kind of blew me away. Um, never been filmed or whatever. Uh, yeah, there's that. We, we should do an episode one day about, like, books that, like, should be movies, but that have never been movie. Like, there are so many Blood Meridian, or Blood, yeah, Blood Meridian's obviously, like, the obvious one. Like, Cormac McCarthy's been open to making that. They've been trying to make it for decades, and, um, I think like it's one of those movies like you would if you made it it might be your only movie it might be your last movie but you you would have to I don't know you you would you it would have to be someone like Tarantino or PTA someone who has the clout because you can't get away with making that violent a movie without just being like a a guy you know just a nobody Um, yeah but I I I think Ridley Scott was gonna make it for a while but uh, I thought that that could have been interesting but. uh, yeah, whatever. Someone will make it. Someone will make a good Cormac McCarthy movie one day. Um, the Road was okay. Not as good as the book. Anyways, with that said, get in the movie. Nope. 2022, Jordan Peele. I am really scared that I'm going to accidentally call him Jordan Peterson, so I'm just going to throw that out there <laughs> if I accidentally do that. Um, something I've done before, uh, just totally an accident. Um, yeah, I love this movie. I'll talk about my history with Jordan Peele because like, I... Yeah, I I kind of have I do I've been following for a while, you know. I have a lot deeper connection to him than I thought I did um, just when watching this movie, and I've kind of been back and forth with him, honestly, um, over over time. Um, But I'll get into that. Uh, Basically, I love this movie. It's a movie about movies. That's kind of cheating because, of course, I'm gonna love it. Uh, It's a movie literally about movies. You know, people like uh, who work in the business, but it's like also metaphorically about like movies i read some interviews with him where he said basically that you know he he was making this movie at a time when uh the theater experience was very much in doubt and like you know people didn't know if people were gonna ever go back to the theater again and so he wanted to make something big he wanted to make something like fun for the screen that people had to go to the theater to see and i think like he really accomplished that i don't know if I haven't looked at the box office numbers or anything at all, um, so you can probably inform me on that. But I don't know if people are. I know the film heads are appreciating it. I haven't really got a temperature check on like general audiences though, like because you know people. I I I think like I said, there's a lot of people talking during my uh, movie, so I don't know if they were confused or bored or whatever. But it was kind of annoying. Um, I love, I, like I said, I, I, I love this movie, but I, you know, I'm a film nerd. Uh, what did you, what did you think? Yeah. Um, so it, it got a hundred and a hundred million box office. Um, okay. yeah, I, I, I absolutely loved it. It's like, I think I said this before and it is, it holds true. Uh, and I don't know why I feel this particular way about him as a filmmaker, but I find that like, all of the Jordan Peele movies to me have like the exact same like rating. Um, I know people prefer like, you know, when get out and us, like when Nope was fixing to come out, people were talking about um, how get out and Nope were like, like some people prefer get out. Some people prefer Nope. But like, for me, it's like, 
they're they feel different like all of his movies feel different mm-hmm. um but they are all like of similar quality mm-hmm. i think he's just a quality filmmaker um you know yeah i i love nope it was it's the first well technically second movie that i've seen twice this year that's come out this year um in theaters and uh yeah it's like um it's just a refresh it's a refreshing it's got a very interesting concept like the concept Mm -hmm. that's very unique i think Um, yeah and it's very like different from it's very different from peel's other work because it has like a it has a very interesting like theme to it like you said it's a, it's a movie about movies but like mm-hmm. ostensibly it's about like <laughs> it's about the hubris of like filmmakers too you know oh yeah yeah for sure it's um yeah i want to get into that like because i i don't do this with every movie i, I just want to point that out i'm not trying to be annoying but jordan peele's movies like are rich with subtext and meaning and references and stuff like they're they're multi-layered that's what makes them so brilliant that's what makes them so fun like he's a he's a total film guy right so like for me like part of the and like i said because you don't get to do this with every movie but like with peels movies like they're the the analyzing them and breaking them down like that's a whole part of the whole fun you know and uh so i want to just put this out we can pick it up later but i want to put this out there first so that you could have some time to chew it over and then we'll pick it up later but specifically like there's two aspects of the movies that I find very fascinating that I haven't decoded yet that I don't really not, I don't know what they mean or whatever, but I know like I'm trying to unravel the mystery, right? I'm not cheating. I'm not like looking anything up. I'm not doing any YouTube videos, trying to just figure it out on my own. Um, Like I I did read some interviews or whatever, but um, like, so I'll I'll just say what they are now. Uh, The Gordon thing, right? The chimp incident on the sitcom thing. Gordy, yeah. That, like, that feels like one of those things where it's like, okay, this is the whole movie in this one thing, right? And if you can, like, figure this out, you can figure out the movie. And then yeah. the other thing is, like, <clears throat> the monster, right? Because, like, it, it's it's essentially a monster movie. Spoiler alert. Uh, it does. It's funny that you bring up The Next Generation because that's what I love about that in DS9 is, like, every episode is this great lesson in writing because it ostensibly is about one thing. And then, like halfway through the episode you find out it's about something totally different and so that that movie does this where you're like oh it's a ufo movie and then halfway through spoiler alert you find out it's actually a monster movie right and so of course you know monsters in general they always represent something they're always like symbolic of something so i'm trying to i i think i have an idea like a very crude idea of what the monster may symbolize and again i'm not saying this is like the definitive answer i think it's pretty fun though but i'll give you some time to think about it um Mm -hmm. And yeah, and with like my history with Jordan Peele, I'll just say now, like I know he's a terrible person. I don't support him. I don't like him anymore. But you know, twenty five years ago, no, no, not Jordan Peele, not Jordan Peele. The guy I'm about to talk to, uh, the the guy I'm about to talk about, right? I'm about to mention someone who's not a good person. Oh, okay. Uh, But yeah, Dave Chappelle, right? Uh, Before the Chappelle Show, back in the nineties, like I, you know, I, I, I snuck into the theater when I was nine to see Half Baked. Like I was you know, big fan. I was like a first episode, you know, when the Chappelle show came out first episode, like I was there every episode premiere. I was telling everyone about it when it got really big. Everyone was like, Oh yeah, that's the show. Steven told us, but you know, everyone's buying my, borrowing my DVDs. Basically I just had a very like 
close connection. Like I felt like that was my guy. That was my show, right? And uh-huh. again, I, he's a terrible person, so I don't want to like say make like I'm defending him about him, defending him or whatever. Any of his recent actions, I'm just talking about 20 years ago. The reason this is important, though, is because after that show ended, there was like this series of pretenders, right? Like they kept trying to like feel the slot, the fill the Chappelle so void. There's like Mencia or Amy Schumer and Key and Peele were part of that, right? And so I think I unfairly lumped them into like a category of like, oh, they're just, I don't know if they're that good, you know? And then when I would watch the show, I would just feel like, ah, you know, this doesn't have the bite that I really want. Like I just, you know, I kind of wrote them off. And so when Jordan Peele became a director, I was like, you know, I'm also a kind of person who I'm not easily impressed, right? Like you have to do stuff to like win me over as a fan, you know? Um, uh-huh. so I was like, oh, okay, so now the the guy from the freaking One of You Chappelle show is going to freaking make movies. Okay. You know, like I was that guy, right? I totally was an asshole. Um, and then I saw Get Out and I, I saw it a little later, like after it was like on video or whatever and uh, fucking loved it. Like I was like, like yeah. when little rel shows up at the end i was like pumping my fist dude i'm like oh man i'm like i completely did a 180 i was like jordan peele's a fucking like he's the man right he's a genius i I love his shit can't wait to see it uh i will admit i was wrong about us i in theaters didn't really love it but then it was only after like again this whole thing of like decoding what it what did it really mean what was it really about that's what made me love the movie in, like over in your time. defense in your defense us was uh I I walked out of us and I loved it in the theaters. But in your defense, most people are not fans of that one that much. Like they don't really like that movie. It, I I love but, it now, but I think yeah. it does th- it does this thing. I thought about this a lot actually. It does the thing that it Matrix Reloaded. What's up? It overexplains at the end. Sort of, yeah. Like it. Yeah. It, it it like does the matrix reloaded thing where like everything has to stop to reveal the twist and my thing is i thought about this i was like if your twist takes too long to explain then it's not a good twist right like the, the reloaded or us i was like ah you know i don't really get what they're trying to say i just kind of check out like it's a better twist if you're like uh luke i am your father or like i see dead or like bruce willis is actually alive right like that's simple twist but then the more i thought about it i was like no like that's just me being lazy right like i just didn't want to like pay attention or like really i don't know it, it does still i think narratively it does kind of slow it down toward the end when they like you know kind of like you said stop to over explain things um so not a perfect movie but overall well, like i think it's also like it, it's like in the matrix reloaded like when he because I, I i love reloaded like I yeah. really do. <laughs> I love it a lot. I love the ex- explanation too. Oh, I, I like um, it, but but it's but I I remember seeing it in theaters, and I remember people being like mad. <laughs> yeah, um, no, everyone. I, but I I, I, I loved it. I loved it personally, but uh, yeah, but like what what I was gonna say was like the the difference there is like in Reloaded, um, it's very much like okay, like this makes sense what he's saying, right? Like the the twist or whatever. The problem with us is that, like, when you stop and think about, like, the logistics, like, everyone, like, it, obviously, CinemaSins, you know, everyone's yeah. got CinemaSins brain. If you don't, like, you're crazy, you know, <laughs> like, you literally, like, I don't know how to describe it. But, like, um, in us, it's, like, if you, like, the problem is that they explain it too much yeah, because, yeah. like, it doesn't make sense even within the explanation they give, right? Um, <laughs> like, like, that's the biggest problem like if they're just like yeah there's a bunch of people underground for some reason it's like okay but then they're like the u.s government did this thing with water and you're like Mm. all right 
Like, yeah, because it, it, like, it, it is like it is a cool concept of like, oh, there's this whole second class of people who are ignored and who are like, you know, living underground and they're like making their suffering is what make makes it uh, OK for the people on the surface to live these luxurious lives. And, you know, it's all about like, you know, solidarity and coming together. There's the whole like last shot of them all like holding hands and stuff like it's a great it's great thematically and like the messages. But, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not alone because like, yeah, viscerally it like like you said it, it's not that like visceral twit it's not that like big hit like at the end where like you said like or, or like i was talking about like um like luke i am your father right or like the end of kill bill like oh the twist is that her daughter's actually alive right like those are twists that you don't really even have to explain like they're like one sentence a few words right and with this it's like oh there's a lot of explaining so viscerally i think in the moment it's like not very satisfying and mm-hmm. but again yeah yeah ultimately, it's like... i do like it like Right, I, I, and this is where my, my whole thing about Get Out comes in, right? I think Get Out, like, or sorry, like, Peel's movies are all, like, very similar in my mind because, like, I think Get Out, and most people like Get Out better, but I think Get Out, like, is is overall, like, you know, like, hits this, like, level. I, I'm just going to say my, my all of my rankings for all of the Peel movies are fours um, out of fives. Um, I think that like Get Out hits this like level of four out of five the entire way through. Mm-hmm. I think Us hits this like intense like five out of five almost up until the end, like where they start mm. revealing too much, and that's when it yeah, dips yeah. down and dips yeah. it to a four out of five. You know, but yeah, and, and it, I like it didn't the- help that like her her character has Lupita Nyong'o. She has that really scratchy voice. So like, and if you're in a big fucked up theater and like the sound isn't great, you're like, what? I can't even understand what's going on, honestly. Yeah, right. I can see people being, I like, I don't know, checking out. Yeah, and, and the twist like didn't really, you know, it wasn't really like a mind blowing thing yeah. or, or whatever, you know. And, but like, um, and yeah, and then like we'll we'll talk about Nope, you know. Um, but for for me, it's like you know, Nope is just like genuinely like it's got really like especially the second time watching it i realized like it's it, it's very similar to us except it doesn't do the whole thing where like the entire like the entirety of us up until the ending is like a five out of five you know and that's like it dips to like a two and a half three or whatever and that's kind of like levels it out whereas like with nope i find that like the highest highs are like you know like the highest he's ever achieved you know and then, like, the lows of Nope, where it, like, kind of lulls for a minute. I'm like, okay, we need to do something, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, there, um, like, yeah, there are parts when, like, it would, like, kind of, like, yeah, lull you to sleep. Or there, there are certain things, like, you know, like, when uh, Kiki Palmer's like, I got to get out of this house. I'm like, you literally just saw a big monster. And, like, he says, he's like, we're, being inside the house is the only reason why, like, <laughs> we're alive. And But, like, I get why he put that in there. Because, again, it's like, if you want to make the, like relation to like this was a covid movie or this was a movie that was like conceived and released during covid you you know oh yeah it makes perfect sense why he would have a character who's like oh i can't be cooped up in my house i need to get out or whatever um yeah no no pun intended but uh but yeah i thought because yeah there's again there's this whole thing like it this was a, oh but i wanted to oh, ask yeah. you before we get to in the weeds about like peel is like a filmmaker you know like 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 focusing on no yeah does the gordy stuff for you work because that's a big contention with people i think i think the movie doesn't work without the gordy stuff like i thought it was the best i thought it was the best part yeah i'm very much a sycophant i love the gordy Gordy yeah yeah okay i'm glad i'm glad yeah because like to me like i said like 
it, it clearly is important, right? Because it's literally the first shot of the movie is uh, you just see it's a flash forward or flashback, whatever, of uh, Gordy, you know, post massacre or whatever, right? And uh, it's explained later, but it's not really explained, right? Like, even Steven Yoon's character, like, he's like, when they ask him about it, his like deflection is to like describe the SNL sketch, right? And it's I like, think. I think something that's like super interesting about like this uh, this movie as like a whole is like it's a it's a movie about like respecting like like nature and predators right like truly it's like and and I think the Gordy uh, I think that's like the theme of the whole movie and I think like without yeah, yeah. the Gordy stuff it's very because like there is some stuff like you know in in the beginning where he's got the horse and and. Uh, you know, the, he's like, don't look in, don't look him in the eyes, please. You know, yeah. um, there's some stuff about that, like in the very beginning. But to me, it's like the Gordy stuff is literally the setup for like why Stephen Jung would like take, like he takes the wrong mm -hmm. lesson from the Gordy stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. And he like he doesn't he doesn't internalize it, and then like, um, you know, Kaluuya's character, um, he understands like. You know, he understands, like, he, he, like, they're, they're still, like, trying to exploit this thing, but he understands, like, the mechanics of the thing itself, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. To where, whereas, like, you know, um, like, you know, Steven Jung's character doesn't, doesn't understand. <laughs> like, he just remembers his buddy who gave him a fist bump when he was a kid, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's just great. Like, like I said, it's kind of, like, shrouded in mystery. Because, the the explanation they give for Gordy going crazy or whatever is that he kind of reached his limit and then he was triggered by a popping balloon. And it's like, yes. that, I don't know. That's like kind of not a satisfactory explanation for me. Like, I think there's something else going on. I can't really like put my finger on it. Because it, it, there, there's this moment where like no, after he... The whole oh. point is that like animals are unpredictable mm -hmm. and like, which is true. Chimps are very unpredictable. And, yeah. like, that's why they stopped using, like, animals in movies, you know? It's, like, the whole just got, like... It, I, I, I know people thought it was annoying, but when people were talking about the real bear in Prey, like, they should have been a real bear in Prey. And people were like, oh, yeah, you didn't watch Nope, right? <laughs> you didn't watch... Because, yeah, like, literally yeah. the, the message of Nope is that the reason that that happens is because they use real chimpanzees, you know? Yeah, yeah. They were yeah, exploiting... No, I... They were exploiting Gordy, and I guess he was, like, overworked and... and you know, under treat like wasn't treated well, and so when the pop happens, he goes. He literally goes. He he goes chimp mode and just starts beating everyone to death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, and I think it definitely once you figure out like um, the nature also of great, the like like not to get too like you know um, too spurgy about it or whatever, but like like too autistic about it, but like uh, it's fine. I you know. I'm I'm self-deprecating here. This um, is a this is a neurodivergent podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Real loud. um yeah. Um so uh yeah, you know, not to get too in the weeds about it, but yeah, great apes um they're very uh uh very territorial and like they're very um they're very in tune to like including us too. Yeah. They're very in tune to sound. So um like even like if you meet a gorilla like in the wild, you can't, you should mm -hmm. not run because like the sound freaks them out and the movement freaks them out. Mm -hmm. um, like if, if you're, if you're face to face with like a gorilla that's like charging you, you need to like, there's like a guttural sound that you can make. And it's the same thing with chimps too. Like there's a guttural sound, you go <clears throat> kind of like clearing your throat. 
And essentially what that does is it tells like it tells them, oh, you're not a threat. Like because they they mm. recognize that in their own in their own pack, you know? So like any oh, loud sound does Yeah. Any loud sounds does really freak them out. So like the balloon popping and him going like <laughs> literal ape shit mm. makes makes sense to me. Um I definitely relate to that. Yeah, no, yeah, it definitely because like yeah, I I think because like when um it's kind of like shrouded in mystery this incident, but it when they reveal the nature of the monster, that's when it like oh you're like okay because then when you figure out like I said Daniel Kaluuya's like um plan for like uh trying to like harness you're not I, I mean they're trying to get the footage but you know they're trying to lure him out or they're trying to manipulate him somehow and uh. So, you know, it makes sense why you like, oh, you made these characters horse trainers or whatever. And, you know, obviously, you know, the filmmaking part, like getting it on film is a big, like, ad, that's like the whole goal of the movie. Um, the impossible shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I thought there was, so I'll just say it now. Yeah, so like, yeah, the Gordy thing, it's cool. I, 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 I like it. I think it's like, like you said, it's like maybe people are um, frustrated because they're like, because they kind of have to put it together, you know, or... Um, it's not like overly explained, which is good, but maybe people like being explained, um, too. But, um, so the monster, right? Like it, everyone thinks it's a UFO. It turns out it's kind of like this, like sky beast or like sky predator. I think maybe is how they describe it. Uh, like lives in the clouds or whatever. Um, so like I, I, cause, I, cause I was thinking, I was like, oh, this is a movie about movies, and then there's the thing at the end where it's like the the director with his like non electrical camera, right, and he's like hand cranking it, but then next to him you've got the guy with the digital camera, right, and you're like, oh, digital cameras don't work, G digital cameras aren't good enough. It's all about real film, you know, like real movies. Like I thought that was a very like clear kind of like juxtaposition and so i started thinking i was like so then what's the monster right because like if this is a movie about film then the monster has to be like somewhat film related and i'm like all right so what's like a big like like just air sucking just like monstrous thing that just you can't look at it because if you look at it you'll get sucked in and it just destroys everything it comes in contact with including real film and digital like it's all just a mess right like what uh -huh. is the most destructive force in like modern cinema and like so i'm I, i'm of two minds about this right if you go with the film thing i can say you can say maybe it's streaming right maybe the monster represents this like you know sucking life force of streaming that's just like <laughs> sucking the life force out of everything and like can't look at it because then you're going to get sucked in and it's going to fuck with you too. I thought that was one thing. I also thought maybe the more obvious one would be maybe COVID because it like, you know, it was made like, I again, thought, it was made I thought during it was COVID. Spectacle. I thought it was, 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 was spectacle because uh, like the whole thing, like, because the, 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 the TMZ guy at the end, you know, uh, who comes, yeah. he's, he's very much like, you need to get the shot. And like, everyone's talking about the shot, the one shot, the impossible shot. Everyone's trying to get and it's like mm -hmm. it's like the lack of respect for like the natural world, right? Like it's very much mm -hmm. like you know. If you, it, I, I think like the filmmaking is obviously a theme. I don't think it's mm -hmm. the main theme. I think the theme is like this like disrespect for like like the like nature, like predators, right? In nature, um, well, you know, and that's something that like Daniel like Kaluuya like he he. Knows
knows um you know because he's a horse trainer right so he's like mm. he's plugged into like the origin of cinema and not only is he plugged in the origin of cinema he's plugged into like you know very much like training mm. animals and respecting like nature right because like animals mm. ultimately like represent nature and the 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 ship and note right the 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 ufo is an animal like we don't know if it's alien we don't know if it's mm. terrestrial we don't know what it is right we just know it's like a very i i i, I assume and, and uh, people are gonna yell at me and call me neil degrasse tyson but i assumed it was not alien because there is no oxygen in space so you you can't things don't you can't live in space because there's no atmosphere right but we don't we, it's like a, it's literally like a like a it literally like uh becomes like an evangelion you know so it's like it's it so cool like i wanted to alien. say that yeah that like the whole like part at the end where it like transforms i thought that was the coolest shit like as far as monster movie monster design goes alien design like that's like one of the coolest most original things i've seen in a long time it's really sick too like that the the, the the shot where they all get sucked up into the the ship yeah you know and, and or the the creature and then like they're going through its like digestive system and they mm. see like the head or whatever. That's really cool. I really yeah, like no, that. It, like, it's, you know, they see the eyeballs like the, or whatever yeah. the hell it is. It looks like a head. Um, and, and also like this, this like movie has like a lot of uh, interesting, like, you know, shots and references. Like we said, Evangelion, there's the Akira shot in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My man knows how to make a movie, you know, there's like, also, very, yeah, there, there, there's a ton of like movie references. There's like they do they're here, you know, from Poltergeist. Like you said, the Akira shot. I love that part. I immediately recognized it. I was like, oh fuck yeah. Like I, I you know, I Dude, love that there movie. was literally so I remember in the group chat, like um uh-huh. friend of the pod, Punished Lobster said um that a guy turned to his girlfriend and was like, That's the Akira shot, right? Mm-hmm. Like That's And cool. I didn't experience that when I first saw it in a packed theater, but like uh-huh. seeing it later, um yeah, I I, I saw that uh it was incredible. Like it was a guy that was like, he like he he literally he was like, oh my god, like that's the Akira. Like he said that like mm. to his buddies. He's like, that's the Akira shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I yeah, I like man. It, it it was a really fun experience. Like, yeah, and the the spectacle thing does make sense to me. Um, the whole like res- not respecting nature. Like, yeah, obviously that's like a big theme. Is like people trying to tame nature or like you know. That's not why giving- Gordy. That's why I think the Gordy like stuff has to be in the movie. Like I, I know there's mm-hmm, a lot yeah. of like there's a lot of contention. A lot of people don't like the Gordy stuff. I, I, it's I, the it's the best part of the movie. The people are insane. Like that's don't if, if people don't like that, don't watch movies because that's cool. Uh, <laughs> but like, um, the, I wouldn't go that far. I, I'm just I I wouldn't even say it's the best part of the movie. But like it's like thematically, it's very much needed. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it, it literally, yeah. It's the whole like theme of the movie distilled into it's one. the key the stuff is literally the key to the movie and in, in yeah movie. it's the it's a, it's the rosetta stone if you will um yeah and then like the whole not respecting nature thing like when you said that i just thought again because like i'm also like i'm really thinking about this movie in the context of like it was conceived during covid just because the interview i read where with Jor- jordan peele said you know he just he, like you said, he said that like, oh uh, yeah, I wanted to make, I wanted to like kind of save movies basically, you know, make a movie that like big, you know, monster movie, right? Summer block. It's basically a big summer monster movie. It's kind of not really advertises that. And it's kind of like, people are like, oh, what's it about? But you know, basically it's a big monster movie. And like the whole not respecting nature thing, again, like I'm just thinking of like people during COVID, like not respecting nature and just like being like, ah, fuck it. I'll be fine. You know, like, uh, you know, kind of exposing themselves to the monster 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, the the COVID, the COVID reading too, because like you said, it was conceived during COVID, right? Yeah, written and directed, you know, written during COVID. So there's Very a lot of different. Like, yeah, there's a lot of different lenses you can view this movie through. Yeah, and and, and um, I, I think like what's fascinating about it, right, is that like. In, in in conversation, people were you know talking about it. Is that it's like it's a it's a it is a fun movie. It's it's very well made. Like I mean, there's a lot of shots in it that are like incredible. Like the um mm-hmm. the house that's like covered in, in blood is a really cool. Mm-hmm. You know when it like the monster like eats everybody and start like goes over the house and spits it out in in, in blood. It's draining down the windows is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a lot of cool cool stuff about this movie. Uh, someone pointed out that, um, that the cameras in Gordy's home, um, on the set, like you see like that actual thing that happened, you know, when you see it fully for the first time. Cause you see glimpses, you hear glimpses at the beginning of the movie, you see it glimpse back when he's like talking about the SNL skit. And then like, finally you see like exactly what happens with the Gordy's home thing. Um, and there's like, it's like showing like the cameras and someone was like, check this out. Cause like they, they, um, cause at Jupiter's, uh, uh, Jupiter's escape or whatever, the, the, the theme park, mm-hmm. um, there's, he sells like alien merchandise because he's showing like the aliens, you know, he's, he shows like yeah. the ship. Yeah. He, he's killing horses. Like is essentially his thing is, is killing the horses and like letting the alien like eat the horses. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, the people who are in the ship are, like, wanting to communicate with me. And he sells, like, merchandise. And the, the figures, like, and, and the way he dresses his children in the alien costumes, the mm-hmm. aliens look like Gordy. Um, someone pointed that out, mm-hmm. that, like, they're repurposed Gordy figures, it looks like. And that, mm-hmm. like, when you look at the mask, it looks like the, the Panavision camera from Gordy's home. So he's, like, internalizing this, like... Mm-hmm incident that happens and also like um so so in the movie uh uh daniel kalua tells uh, kiki palmer he's like is there a word for a bad miracle right like is that is there a word and she's like no and so um in the movie like the one thing that he that um that he hyper focuses on in the gordy's home incident is that there's a shoe that stands up on end and it's really weird Right? It's a really weird thing. It's like standing up on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. My, my friends, like, when I went to go see it, my friends were like, what do you think that means? Like, is it supernatural? I said, no. Like, the thing is that there's, um, that there's like, this, this weird uh, uh, thing that happened that he, like, hyper-focused on and thought, like, oh, that's a miracle that that shoe is standing up on end. And he doesn't, like, take the lesson from, you know, the actual incident. Yeah, I can definitely see that. It, it, it also reminded me, there's a Twilight Zone episode where uh, a guy, like, buys a newspaper and then he, like, uh, flicks the coin into the box and the coin lands on its side. And so, like, for the rest of the day, he can, like, hear people's thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Jordan Peele, obviously, he made the new Twilight Zone. So that that was, like, the immediately, like, that was the first thing I thought of, right? Because I was, like... Because, like, yeah, I know, I totally agree. Like, you said, thematically, it goes to show, like, you know, the error that, like, when man tries to conquer beasts or when you don't give nature the deference it deserves. So, like, but, like, there is also this, like, I said, like, I don't know, like, there's this, like, this, like, supernatural, like, ethereal quality to the 
yeah. to the scene, right? Because there's this moment where, like, it's a bad after, miracle. yeah, it, it, yeah, exactly, yeah, and it's like when, like, after Gordy kills the dad, he comes back to the mom, and there's this weird moment where I was like, oh, you can almost see him snap out of it because he like kind of taps oh, the, the mom the on the foot to the, the sister. That's the, the that's the yeah, girl. yeah 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 yeah. He oh sorry yeah he taps on her uh, foot to wake her up and um she doesn't move and he kind of like it's like what's like you kind of see him like it like you're like oh something's changed in him right and um yeah oh also the whole thing with like bringing like uh having the sister like the present day like sister like at the whole Jupiter's Ranch thing like man that was like <laughs> that was very like that was probably the straight up scariest part of the movie when you know because like when oh, the, I, i'll when... say i'll say the scariest part involves gordy um mm-hmm. where the chimp comes to the the because he, he says it's like, it's one of the chimps right where, where the yeah. chimp comes to uh to sniff the that was terrifying where he's under the table you know he's fine mm-hmm. because like yeah. whatever but also it's like fucking terrifying because the chimp is like he's got he's got his teeth bare and he's he's got blood all over him he just killed you know um, two or three people um, yeah. and he goes to like sniff and he goes to do the little fist bump right mm-hmm. and he does the fist bump yeah, and dumb. then he just gets his brain and gets brained you know Yeah. and yeah, my my nice. buddy actually like the second time so I went to go see it with like one set of friends and then another set of friends like another friend and the second time I saw it he like jumped at the, the shot he was so freaked out because he thought mm-hmm. like oh shit like Gordy's going ape shit again because it's a loud noise you know mm-hmm yeah, very well, very well done, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and I agree with the four thing. Like, I would say, yeah, I'd probably put all of his movies about a four. Maybe this one I may bump up to a four and a half. I think I did that afterwards because because more I was thinking about, it, I was like, oh man, this is like this is a well intentioned movie as well. Like, I have no reason to like hate this movie. Like, I have no grudge against Jordan. Like, I I want to root for him. You know, like I want him to like. It seems like he's one of the last guys. Because I know some people don't like all of his stuff. I know, like, not a lot of people like the Twilight Zone stuff. But, like, I don't know. I think he's, like, trying to do something that, like, a lot of people would like the chance to do. You know, like, you know, he he, he could have, you know, I mean, obviously could have cashed out, made the Marvel check or whatever. But, like, he's, you know, there. It, it's still, a, I mean, it's risky. Man, man. It's a, what's up? I was going to say the, the Peel Kaluuya pairing is also like lightning in a bottle it's almost like you know curtain carpenter you know yeah, so yeah it's like, like scorsese de niro one of those types and, and and that's something too is like the western theme where it's like mm-hmm. kaluuya is like a, a modern day cowboy because yeah. he's like the strong silent type he's very much like a yeah i thought that was really interesting and, and like mm-hmm. just you know if we're just in complete like spoiler like spoiler territory or whatever it's like the ending of the movie too it's like what's what's great yeah. is it's got like a thematic through line where like you know Stephen Young doesn't doesn't um doesn't get a lesson from the Gordy's home incident right like he doesn't ever like le- he doesn't learn he learns the wrong thing he thinks it's a bad like he thinks like oh that 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 like she was very interesting right like it's mm-hmm. like you know is part of it but like um and he thinks he can tame nature but like at the end, like they get the like everyone's after the impossible shot. The TMZ guy dies because he tries to get the impossible shot. The director guy dies because he tries to get the impossible shot. Kiki Palmer gets the impossible shot, stands up, sees her brother, doesn't even care about the impossible shot, and like 
just just staring at her brother and she's so happy that her brother's okay on the horse like in that that like western like the the music's playing and you see like that was a very cool ending and shot yeah i wanted to say yeah and so she's she literally doesn't care about the impossible shot anymore and there's like a bunch Mm -hmm. of paparazzi coming towards her too and and Mm -hmm. policemen and everything as well so like you know you, you go okay well like she got it but also at the end like she doesn't care about the 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 shot she doesn't even look at it you know she doesn't mm-hmm. care that she got it she did get it and she doesn't care she cares about like the safety of her family and then like yeah. of the people close to her which like obviously steven jung's character doesn't care about because he keeps like tempting yeah. fate with the with you know feeding the alien or feeding yeah. the beast or whatever it is you know and in order to like get him she lets go she like unleashes or you know untethers the uh like giant inflatable cowboy like it's very like clear imagery you know like yeah. it is very cool and that you know the whole people don't know that's like a true story of the like basically it's like the there was like people had a bet of uh do a horse's do all four of a horse's feet leave the ground when it gallops so what they did was they set up all these cameras next to each other and timed it to where they took a picture one after the other. And when you played it back, it looked like a movie. That was essentially the first motion picture. Um, so that stuff's all real. Um, obviously, I don't think he has descendants that are horse trainers. Like, not obviously documentary. But, like, uh, yeah, that's all real. And um, first motion pic, first, like, film film, though, was, like, a home. They, they were all home videos, basically. But the first one, it wasn't by the Lumiere brothers. It was, like, a... I can't remember the French guy's name, but it was French. It was um, like a in a flower garden. It's like flower in a garden or something. But uh, that's like the oldest surviving piece of like actual film. Um, and then yeah, uh, whatever. No, no one cares about film history. It was a thousand years ago. Whatever. We can all be <laughs> on our phone now. <laughs> Who cares? Right? Cares about anything before 1945? Hitler, that too. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, I uh, love this movie. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I, I wish people like kind of took a swing because it is a risky proposition, right? Because it's not an IP. It is pretty big budget. Um, he earned. He's really earned that by yeah. Jordan Peele film. Oh, you he, know? Ha- he definitely has it. If anyone has, it's definitely him. Yeah, I, I think like he's you know we need to see his uh, we need to see, like like that one guy like I, I, also he's really great too because he like respects like he respects like the 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 you know his progenitors like the people who's come before him like in film mm-hmm. right because like he he had that thing on on Twitter where that guy was like yeah like no no person's got like a good three run run like mm-hmm. jordan peele and then he clowns on carpenter and he's like uh thanks sir for the for the comment but you can't clown on like the god you know <laughs> yeah no he like he loves all the guys we love like yeah like i guess i guess what i'm trying to get at is like i don't know i i, I feel like people should stand him more like he feels like a film guy like he, he feels like you know i yeah i think like um yeah so it was made on a budget of 68 million it's already made 103 uh We'll see. I, we'll see how it does globally. I think this movie should translate well uh, internationally. Yeah, it's, like, it's very wait, wait, spectacle, I mean, it's very monster movie. You know, yeah. It's a lot of people said this too. It's very, um, it's very Spielberg, Spielbergian, mm-hmm. I guess. You know, there's yeah. a lot of like stuff about like you know they're just trying to trying to survive a monster. You know, it's it's a it's a good movie. It's a really good movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I have it like pretty high up. I, I forgot my exactly where i have it on my list of, mm-hmm. 
of uh, I think uh, most alone. I haven't like the top five. I think of this year. Um, yep, he kinda, it's number... uh, he kind of. Oh yeah, go ahead. It's number five. It's my fifth favorite film of the year. Okay, and you've seen a lot of stuff too. Yeah. It's it, it's in my top three, but I haven't seen that many. Um, I've seen twenty nine. Like this and Batman. Yeah, I haven't seen. I, I um, I did start today. I started watching uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Um, because Nick Cage is the god. But I, I will say, like, okay, Get Out five four point five million dollar budget made two hundred and fifty five million. Huge. He can yeah. make whatever he wants. Um, yeah, he's got he's got like almost a I feel like got almost a blank check and and it's like it's great too because like all the because like it hits like like a bunch of quad like quadrants right like it's very much uh, yeah it's like normies it hits like film people um yeah you know and then like you said he's one of us I mean there's that mm-hmm. <laughs> there's that video that was like circulating around Twitter that I thought was really funny where it was like a Key and Peele sketch that I haven't I haven't seen and I thought I was like mm-hmm. oh this is pretty funny he's like. It's the movie guys, you know, like the people who the, oh, the yeah, two guys. yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like, come on, like, dude. And he's like, uh, put something in the frame. He's like, has this, he's like, has this motherfucker ever heard on me on song? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's really good. There's another one. I don't know if you've seen it, but there, it's uh it's the pitch for uh, Gremlins two, and uh, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, that was really good. Um, yeah, no, they're great. I like I said, I I was a huge dumbass for not like you know giving him a chance, but um. Yeah, I mean, you know, I put them above, like, I like in terms of sketch shows, it's crazy because, like, the two sketch shows that I've like really have loved have been like, um, Key and Peel, and then, um, I think you should leave. I think are like two of the greatest sketch shows. Hey, man, yeah, and like, if you want to be, if you want to direct movies, all you have to do is be on Mad TV and then have a successful sketch show on Comedy Central for like 10 years. And then maybe you can get $5 million to, to make a movie. And if it makes a quarter of a billion dollars, maybe you can get another one. That's insane. Like, I'm sorry. Like, Jordan Peele's done everything. Like, he's like he's obviously earned like everything he has. But I would argue that he had to do way too much. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't. Like, uh, he totally let's, like did everything. Let's not, but, even, like, let's not even kid ourselves why he had to do too much. You know? Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's a bad film industry, but also, I mean, you know. Yeah, we know. I mean, we're not. Yeah, we, we, we know. Hollywood um, races. But yeah, <laughs> so I'm it's like, you know, so that's the thing. It's like I, I, the way I think about it, it's like, man, you know, if I never make it, you know, shit. At least I can support a guy who is kind of, you know likes the same things as me you know i I, maybe when i was younger i would have been jealous or envious but now i see it more of as a man at least one of us got to make a good movie and so you know like hey you know like uh, like i'll I'll try to support this guy as much as i want or as much as i I still think it's so so funny too because like um he (laughs) he was on the 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 ringer the big picture podcast they were talking about nope and uh Every time they have a filmmaker on, the last thing to do, they're like, "Okay, well, what's like the last great thing you've seen, right?" Mm-hmm. And I always ask him this, and what's so funny to me is that he was just like, uh, "He's like, I've been really busy, so I haven't really been watching them." I said, "He's like, oh yeah, Scream Five, like the new Scream movie that everyone hated." Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. he's like, they shot, they shouted me out, but like, you know, because apparently they mm-hmm. make like a reference to him in the movie, 
He's like, you know, I gotta give give back the love, but also like, he's like, Wes Craven's like a god or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, it, I, I thought it, that was very that was very funny that he was just like, yeah, the last great movie I've seen is Scream Five. Yeah, everyone got bad when uh, Quentin Tarantino said the only movie his kids have seen is uh, Minions or whatever. And yeah. uh, PTA was like, yeah, we love the Marvel movies. We watch them all the time. I I don't know about that, but I mean, I don't know. I, I don't have <laughs> kids like, either. He's like Venom 2 is his cinema. Oh, yeah. Venom yeah. is a sick movie franchise. I, I've seen both of those. I love Tom Hardy, man. I'll fuck. I'll watch those movies because they are they are a little too like on the dumb side. But like whatever, I'd rather Dude, I'd, ra- I'd rather watch that than something that was too serious. At this point in my life, like it, I'm gonna be honest, Watch Every Cards is a masterpiece. Like Paul Thomas Anderson's correct for saying that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, Let There Be Cards is so funny. Oh no, yeah, Let There Be Cards is like I I still prefer the first one. I mean, I don't That's know. That's fair. The lobster, but, yeah, no, the, the jumping great, in the yeah. lobster tank and eating a raw lobster is pretty good. Oh yeah, that's great. No, the second one has a lot of great bits. Yeah, I, I love like I don't I don't like hate superhero movies. I just like I said I don't I don't like the fact that you can only go to the movie and see like a movie from like two companies. You know, it's like if, even if you enjoy those movies, you should want like like I said I've said this before, but like you know back in the fifties, sixties, forties, thirties, seventies, like they made all kinds of movies and there there was like you know, you could have me like, you know, like Rosemary's Baby or like Godfather, whatever. Just like all kinds of Star Wars, you know, just jaw, like any random shit. And like, you know, now it's just like, oh, I hope you like the hero's journey because <laughs> every movie is going to have the hero's journey. Um, That's why like, Nope is great, you know, it's yeah. a very different. It's a very different yeah, Dan- movie. Daniel Kaluuya, uh, his, his, his like um, his performance is very, like you said, it's very like nuanced. It's very subtle, like it's incredible. Yeah, it's like it's hard. Like it's almost like yeah. You said I, I, I love. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. But I mean, I well, at the end, yeah. But like when you said like yeah, it's like a modern day cowboy. It's like yeah, it literally is like a cowboy. And then also, if you want to like again dig deeper, it's like you know, if you know the history of cowboys, the majority of them were all actually black. You know, which is something that we never see in film. And you know, I, I think like there's obviously that like there's that element. Um, you know, like. Uh, there's like an element of like racial commentary of like you know of saying like you know the first you know motion picture was a black man and you know and uh just you know again like the continued struggles like i'm sure like 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 again we were talking about like jordan like jordan peele had to do so much just to get five million dollars like that's fucking crazy you know what i mean like i don't know I, yeah. whatever I, I i like overqualified is like uh <laughs> it's like a too too simple of a word but like um yeah i mean i think there's definitely that but it's not i don't know that's not the fo- like he, he's a thematically consistent director like he's always gonna have that element of his commentary but it's obviously not the focus of the movie or it's whatever it's like it, it's a movie that like if you want to look into it and like see the commentary and stuff it's there but like if you also just want to like have fun and like watch a monster movie it's great it's really fun yeah great movie i think um yeah, I think that's the last word that I have to say. Yeah, yeah it's the only Same. movie this year that I've seen. Well, but again, besides The Northman, it's the only movie that I've seen twice. Um, and The Northman, I've only seen like 1.75, I guess. Because mm-hmm. I think it's the beginning of that movie the second time. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great movie. Um, yeah, Peel's got, you know, I think he's got free reign. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. Um, 
I think I'm I'm very excited for his next film. I'm I'm excited where his career goes. You know, I'm very mm-hmm. I'm very stoked as like a new guy. He's very he's very much like one of the better better of the new guy. Like I think a, I think a lot of these new guys who aren't um, Marvel people, except for like Alex Garland's, like very they're very good. Yeah, Safdie's, um Bong Joon Ho. Um, I am a little worried that because well, Bong Joon Ho's like, not really a new guy. It's like I was yeah, thinking like Eggers, like the same like the the. That like Eggers, like oh. um, Peel, Aster, like all the, all the kind of like the same, like made the yeah. same around the same time, you know? Because like Eggers like released his first movie at the same time Peel released his first movie, and then they released their third movies at the same time, and the same thing with Aster. Aster released them in the same year, and uh, yeah. his third movie's supposed to come out this year. I don't think it's finished though, so I don't know if it's coming out this year or not. It might come out next year. Yeah, no, I definitely lump them in together, uh, all three of those guys. We've we, we've done that on the pod before. Um, I am a little worried though because, uh, like like so like, uh, his uh, us and uh, Get Out both made two hundred and fifty million. Uh, first one was made for five mil. Us was made for twenty mil. So both great in returns on investment. The thing that worries me is that like the the, the new movie basically cost seventy million, meaning it's going to have to make one hundred and forty to break even, and it's sitting at around one hundred at the box office. Like I'm sure it'll probably. I mean, I, I just hope like I don't know. I just want to keep box. making movies. Uh, I don't know if it's yeah. I don't know if it's had a, 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 a international release yet, but uh, I um. Cause I'm just because I, I, I was thinking about the whole thing with like the Northman not doing well and like because it was such a big budget thing and like like it was re- I I just I don't want to bring this into a bad place but then I because I started thinking of like oh fuck Edgar's released a movie this year big budget didn't do as well there were two weeks later there he had to come out in an interview and say like I'm not going to do a Marvel movie right and then he also got his like Nosferatu movie like canceled I don't know it's really shitty it's just a really shitty situation. Um, but he'll Jordan Peele will keep making movies. Um, they, they might be smaller, but like whatever. I think that's like kind of the thing with the new guys is maybe like they'll build up in budget, and then if like they kind of underperform, they'll keep making movies, but maybe they won't get the budget, you know. But this was like a big project, you know. It was kind of like a big kind of shot in the dark, really, you know. Yeah, because it is. Um. It, because you think it's an alien movie, but it, again, it's a monster movie, and so it's like. But you don't want to give that away in the marketing, you know. You want to like leave that twist for the theater. Yeah, it doesn't over-explain everything either. So, yeah. Any final thoughts, Stephen? No. Yeah, like I said, just very viscerally um, uh, satisfying. Like I think we've talked about it before. Like we both kind of are that way. We're like you know, we can use, like, our analytical skills later to, like, justify our opinions, but generally, I feel like if we see something, there's just, like, a feeling you have, and you're, like, that's the feeling that lets me know if I liked it or not, or if I thought it was good, right? And again, you can always go back later and say, like, why you think that is, or, oh, actually, it's a good movie, I just don't like it, or whatever, but, like, I think ultimately it does come down to a feeling, and, like, we're just, a lot of, a lot of analysis is, like, kind of justifying our, like, initial like guttural instinctual just reaction um 
And this is yeah. one of those movies for me, you know? Like, I was very, like, satisfied watching it, but, like, I can also chew on it later, and, like, it kind of makes it better, you know? Um, that's what I'm saying. Like, it really sad that these guys, like, you guys like people are, like, few and far between, you know? It was it was weird, too, because, like, for me, um, I guess just my final thought really quick is, like, for me, it's, like, um, Nope was such a good movie that, like, I thought about it and was, like, didn't it wasn't really in the forefront of my mind i was just kind of like i want to watch this again you know and i I think that's like very like most of the time like the movies that i think about are like you know like constantly i like i i always say like i just think it like like the movie that this year made me think about constantly was like mad god right like i was just constantly Mm -hmm. thinking about mad god but like nope very much was like a movie that I didn't think about constantly. Like I just watched it and was like, this is awesome. And then I thought about it for a couple days and then it kind of went away, you know, while I was watching other stuff. But then I had this like, like urge to go see it again, <laughs> which is like a, I guess is, yeah. a, is, you know, very good, good sign for it, you know? Yeah. I, uh, I texted you after and I was like, Oh, my first reaction was like, Oh, I definitely know why Matt immediately went and saw this again. Cause like it is a movie like, the first, like it is kind of weird right it's kind of like like it's not it's like like it's not like spoon fed to you right you kind of have to like experience and kind of have to like get a gauge for like who these characters are and their emotions you kind of have to like calibrate yourself for the movie but then like once you buy in it's like very satisfying and immediately i was like oh yeah that's a movie that i will like better the second time that i'll you know be able to like kind of dig into and you know, like you, uh, you should watch every movie more than once to really like if you really want to like understand what's going on. Um, yeah, this is a movie that yeah I'm definitely gonna see again. Um, don't know if I'll go to the theater because my, my theater sucks, but uh, I will definitely yeah, watch t- it again. I think um yeah we're talking about um I think September second it's coming to Peacock. Um, I looked that up. So yeah, September second if you have Peacock, um, this movie will be on there. Uh, it's coming there for free because you know, uh, owned by Univer- it's a Universal movie or whatever. Um, yeah. Kind of interesting, though, because Universal, Universal um, they just signed um, Nolan. Oppen- Oppenheimer is going to be his first Universal movie. He uh, uh, historically, uh, famously has had, like, or used to have, like, a great uh, relationship with Warner Brothers, and then um, he shit all over them um, and uh, left Warner Brothers and... Uh, Signed with Universal. What's up? Because of Tenet. Yeah. Well, he hated. He had the way they handled it, but it was also during like Tenet came out during COVID. So. Yeah, he uh he didn't like that they were putting stuff on the streamer, and he was like, uh last he's like last night I woke up I I went to sleep working for the best studio and woke up working for the worst streaming service. Um. Which I'm hoping, I guess he's happy now, you know, because HBO Max is dead. So thanks, Christopher Nolan. Can't wait to see Oppenheimer, you bitch. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, I um, I don't mean that. I love you, Christopher Nolan. I, uh, I've been a fan of yours since the 90s. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, HBO Max was cool. Yeah. Now it's gone. P. Um, Not, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, so- uh yeah that that was i guess that's it for our nope discussion right yeah yeah anything else any uh burning passions any burning thoughts on your mind uh nope um just yeah pun intended uh 
just moving soon. So after this, I just got to pack up some stuff. So. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I think I mentioned this on an, another episode, but if you have the Shout TV, Shout Factory TV, uh, Shout Factory uh, streaming uh, service or whatever, it's on Amazon, it's on Roku, uh, Dick Cavett, there's a ton of episodes of him, like, his whole, like, last season of his show, which I don't know, I don't know how seasons are, but, like, it, for his show, because, like, some of the episodes are from, like, 85, some are from 91, but... The whole last season is just uh, him interviewing, like like I said, Paul Schrader in 85. I watched that one. It's really interesting to see him talk about, talk about violent. He talks about like a lot of, it's 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 so, I, I definitely recommend that one. Dick Cavett, uh, yeah, uh, Paul Schrader. He also, like I said, interviews the Coens in 91. Uh, Young Soderbergh in like 92. Uh, really fascinating interviews with these guys because it's like, because they talk about what the industry was like at the time too and it's funny to see like man like i bet they wish it was like that now because you know now it's just changing every day it's fucking no man's land um yeah making a movie has never been a riskier proposition and like with because i i I think i've talked about this before but like yeah like um basically in the like uh, the studios were like using home video revenue to like fund all of their like middle middle of the road middle brow like kind of that middle class of film that we talk about and uh once that dried up it's like you know suddenly it's like oh we can only make the biggest budget like ip thing uh you know we'll make four of those a year hope one makes a billion dollars and that's it basically and um now with HBO Max gone, there's like one less place producing scripted content. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, so go see Nope if you can, because uh, who knows how many more of these we're gonna get in the future, you know? Yeah, unfortunately, for sure. unfortunately, that's kind of like <laughs> sorry to leave on a sad note, but uh, you know, enjoy it while you can, you know, just like because you know, I think in a few, it, it's kind of to think about what was go back five, 10 years ago, look at was look at what was in the theater at the same time, you know, compared to now. I mean, you know, I mean, I, think I don't think it's like, going to necessarily get I just think better. like the message should be just, yeah, go see Nope. It's cool. Nope is dope. So yeah. Nope is um, dope. Great. Great way to end. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Um, mm. we have a guest next time, so we will get his, final picks hopefully he has locked them in and then we will uh we'll tweet him out so thanks guys for listening he and, changed uh, we'll them this morning time. actually he picked a different one i just have to Perfect. say that he uh yeah so it'll be it'll be a lot but we'll we'll, we'll 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 talk it out we'll see what happens uh i know you're starting some stuff in your life this week so we'll be flexible we got a couple in the can though so we'll release them as the people as as we see fit you know uh but yeah, thanks for joining. Um, tell your friends. Come join the group chat. Hit us up on Twitter. Don't be shy. Don't be a stranger. Because we're all family in this house of film. Yeah, see you guys. Later. Later.